Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. My name is Dani. I am your host. And today, I believe it's episode 220, I am doing an initial post operations of a shoulder surgery review and just following up on what's gone on the last two weeks. I had shoulder surgery, yeah, two weeks, it'll be two weeks ago from tomorrow. So I gave, I did an episode on how I was preparing for shoulder surgery. And so now I want to follow up on my, how expectations may have differed a little bit and what that process has been like. So whether you or a friend has a shoulder or another surgery coming up, I'm hoping this will help you a little bit with your preparation and expectations. Here we go. Hey there. My name is Danny Phillips, and I am obsessed with all things fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and helping you navigate everything from the chaos to the comforts in this crazy thing we call life. I'm a former military member who took my fitness background in the gymnastics, rugby, and bikini bodybuilding spaces and created a full-time personal training and nutrition coaching business. Each week, I'll answer your nutrition questions, give actionable strategies to elevate your lifestyle, and share the stories behind battling the stress and reaching success along the journey. We're no longer waiting for the right motivation to show up, no longer watching someone else achieve the results that we want. Get ready to increase your energy, decrease your stress, and be empowered to go after the life you deserve. So put those earbuds in, grab a notebook, and let's dive in. Welcome to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. Okay, so I had an injury last spring from testing obstacles for the season 14 of American Ninja Warrior. And it's been, so it's been about nine months and maybe longer, and I finally got it taken care of. So I had a bucket handle tear in my right shoulder on the glenohumeral ligament to be specific. So what I ended up having done in the operating room, I had an arthroscopy of my AC joint. I had to have some shaving of my clavicle to remove some arthritis. And then I needed to have my bicep tendon reattached to my humerus. So my understanding is that it was a little bit more than they expected to do, but it went very well. Um, <laughs> I. I think my last surgery was like 10 or 11 years ago. I think it was in 2012. So my expectations a little bit were that it was gonna be, I was gonna be tired and groggy, but I wasn't expecting to be in a ton of pain. And this has been a lot of ups and downs. So first off, the day before prep, I know this can vary doctor to doctor, hospital to hospital. I was told not to eat or drink anything after midnight the night before my surgery. I like to stay very well hydrated, so this was very difficult for me. I felt like death. Not that I've experienced this, but I felt awful the morning of my surgery because I felt so dehydrated. I I, I had a really hard time. I had some baby sips of water. I was a little panicked to have any water because I didn't want to have any issues during the surgery. So I had teeny tiny sips, just enough to really like make sure that my mouth wasn't cotton mouth the morning of. Um, everything was fine with that, but because I was so dehydrated, they had a really hard time getting my IV in. And so it took three tries to get an IV in and that was 
um, rather painful. But the headache that can come along with being dehydrated, I never experienced because I'm very rarely dehydrated. And so it, the initial thought this brought to mind was, oh my God, the world is just dehydrated. Why, why do so many people have headaches? Because they're dehydrated. Of course, I can't prove that fact, but that's just my initial thought is like, oh my God, if you're not feeling well, if you, are, if you have a headache, come on. My first go-to thought is, well, have you eaten or drank anything? That might fix some concerns. <laughs> just anyway, moving on from that. So I felt very dehydrated. I was dehydrated. Getting prepped for the procedure minus the IV. I had no issues with um, the nerve blocker. My goodness, what an odd feeling. I think it was injected somewhere around my neck shoulder area, maybe in that upper trap. And... I mean, it's just so bizarre to have your entire arm go numb. Uh, so that did its job. I got wheeled back to the uh, operating room and then I don't remember anything until waking up. In the past 11-ish years ago, when I came out of anesthesia, I was very irritable. I was very impatient. I was very frustrated. Uh, I didn't, I don't remember having any nausea issues previously this time I definitely did woke up again I was dehydrated so all I wanted was water and so I asked the nurse for some water and she was really hesitant about giving me water she was recommending the orange juice or the cranberry juice or spray and in my mind I was like if I I just want water like just let me hydrate that's all I've wanted for the past like 10 hours and I haven't been able to have it just give me water lo and behold she was right I had like two sips of water and it came right back up granted there was like nothing in my stomach to come up but uh, the nausea was real. So that was my initial wake up coming out of anesthesia. Um, not pleasant, but got home. Really, I was kind of nauseous for the first day and a half. And because my arm was numb from the nerve blocker, I really didn't need the painkiller. So I decided that to stop taking the oxycodone. I was only taking it at night just to like help me sleep through the night in case the pain was coming through. So decided after the third night, I was like, forget this. If this is making me nauseous and blocking me up my GI system, like we're not going to do it. I would rather be able to use the restroom and um, like not feel, I, I will take the pain over being nauseous was essentially my thought process there. So stop taking those. And really I was kind of impressed. I was like, you know, yeah, it, this sucks, but not like I was not in pain. It was just it, it's, it's just really bizarre when you're a righty and you have surgery on the right side and then you, it's like, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's awkward. You cannot do the things that you would normally do or you go to go somewhere and you go to move and you're like, oh, but it's not coming with me. It's not doing the movement that like, usually I don't have to think about it. Just usually it does it, you know? You can't brush your teeth, you can't eat your food, like can't wash your hair, you know? Had no issues showering really, but just I just didn't wash my hair or my mom helped me wash my hair or I did tell you guys this um I had been scheduled I scheduled out a blowout twice a week so that somebody else could wash and dry and make my hair look presentable and that has been fabulous that I like enough that I might continue with even after I can wash and dry my hair with no problem so I uh, highly recommend that that was a good a good thought um for sure well worth the money on that one. Let's see. So I stopped taking the pain medication 
and really for a couple for like three four days didn't have any issues now again I'm a righty I sleep on the right side of the bed I think something hindsight 2020 I should have done differently was swap over where I was on the couch and where I sleep in the bed to the opposite side so that I had an end table available to my left hand instead of still being on the right side. Cause every time I needed something, I needed to cross over and that either brought me pain or it was just so awkward that I couldn't do it. But so this, my surgery was Wednesday, the following Tuesday morning, I decided uh, my arm felt great. Nerve blocker wore off and I was like, well, this really is a piece of cake. It's not that bad. I'll take some Advil. I'll take my CBD supplement. Like we're, we're doing great. And that Tuesday morning I woke up and I didn't have the sling on and I went, pretend I'm with my right hand here. I went to reach backwards and grab my water bottle off the floor, not thinking. And I was able to lift my arm up, but then I didn't have control over it when it started falling back down. And I thought I ripped something out. Oh my God. It was so painful. I was like, Oh my God, I just messed up this entire surgery. What did I do? I can't move my arm. It feels like it's burning. It's been ripped out of socket. Like I, I was very worried that I did something. Fortunately, I did not. It was just a range of motion that I was not ready for. Um, that also happened to me my first day of physical therapy. And really the physical therapy part was fine. I laid on a table, Scott LeBlanc did my manual work and he just, he just worked my range of motion. That was it for like probably 45 minutes. Had no issues. Like, yes, I could tell when the range of motion was limited or was getting a little tight. So there was a little bit of pain just as like an indicator of, hey, that's your end range of motion right now. So I was kind of like, ah, oh, again, piece of cake, doing really well. Couple hours later, should have taken Advil ahead of time. It was almost like flip the switch. Like you're fine one moment, all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, my shoulder is burning. Why is my shoulder burning? My entire shoulder feels like it is being ripped out of my body what is going on? So I texted him just to make sure like, Hey, is this how it's supposed to feel? Did I mess something up? Did I really do something wrong this morning? And they're like, no, you're fine. Like this is normal. This is just more movement and range of motion than you've had in over a week since your surgery. So as long as I knew that like that pain was normal, I was like, all right, it's going to suck, but it's fine. So Again, these are like the ups and downs. I feel like I've taken five steps forward, three steps back, or four steps forward, two steps back. Like a couple days in a row, it's, things start to get a little easier. I start to push it a little bit. And when I say push it, I mean I'm like, oh, I can brush my teeth. Oh, I can flip my head over in the shower and wash my hair. Oh, I can get on the elliptical and just hold my hands still versus being in the sling. Um, oh, I can put on makeup with my right hand instead of trying to use my left. No, no, no. <laughs> that was hindsight 2020. Don't put mascara on, Danny. You're not ready for it. I did it two days in a row. And it was probably amusing watching me do this. It's like prop the elbow up and hold the right wrist in a certain angle so that you can do it. No, just don't do it. It's fine. Nobody else cares. I'm the only one who's like, oh, put mascara on. It's going to make you feel more awake. You're going to be more productive. You'll get more done. No, Danny, just leave the makeup off. You're fine. So that was the second time. So it was the, the previous Tuesday. And then I think it was, I feel like I pushed it a little bit Saturday and yeah, last Saturday and then Sunday morning. So again, I backed off a little bit. I've been really careful about trying to sleep with the sling on, or at least have my hand up on a pillow and not push it too badly. 
last Friday, which would have been, I guess, the 10-day mark, I did go for my post-op appointment. They took out the stitches. So I have three sites where there were stitches, front, lateral, and rear, or posterior. And um, it's really fascinating. Like, they're tiny. You would probably barely even, it just kind of looks like a scratch. It doesn't look like an incision was made there in this moment. So that's kind of cool. It's very amusing. I don't know, maybe it's not amusing. It is to me. Um, so everything was going well. They said it looked fine. Progress was going as it should. They did tell me, cause of course I asked, I was like, well, can I work out? And then, then of course I can't shut my mouth. I'm like, well, I've kind of been working out. Not really. I mean, like I've been walking and they're like, don't be doing cardio. And I was like, well, I've been walking on the treadmill. And I, I do sincerely mean I've been walking low intensity, steady state, three miles an hour. Um, at a slight incline, no big deal. And they're like, yep, that's totally fine. So I'm gonna continue doing that, either walking or the Stairmaster, making sure I hold on with the one hand and keep the other hand in the sling. That's been no issue. Um, so I've probably done, I'd say it's interesting, for probably day three. So my surgery was on a Wednesday. I think that Friday, my mom took me to a Planet Fitness here. So I went and did cardio. And yeah, day one, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do 30, day, 30 minutes of cardio first day back. Then I'm gonna do 45 minutes the next day. Then I'm gonna do an hour the next day. No, that's not how it worked. <laughs> so I did finish the 30 minutes that first day, but probably around the 15 minute mark, I was like, man, energy tanked. Nothing left in the tank. I'm gonna get through this 30 minutes. I'm gonna do it, but there is no energy. So I readjusted my plan. Instead of going to 45 minutes the next day, I went from 30 minutes to 35 minutes. And still at that, at 17 and a half minutes, I remember very specifically, I was like, oh my God, there's nothing left in the tank. I'm going to finish it, but this is not going to be pleasant. It's not going to be my regular easy going. I had to decrease my speed down to about two and a half miles per hour instead of three, decrease, decrease the incline. So slowing things down, recognize when it wasn't working to the capacity I wanted it to, slowed it down. And then day three did 40 minutes. Still pretty tired around that 20 minute mark, but finished. Um, day four ended up doing, I think 45 minutes and felt good finally. So I haven't done more than 45 minutes. In fact, I've kind of kept it closer to like 15 to 30 minutes or did like two sets of 15 minutes, maybe one set on a treadmill or an elliptical and then on a bike at the gym later on. So really taking that slow. I did. I did have a little mini workout yesterday, meaning I did 15 minutes on the bike and then I did some ISOs. So I did some um, wall sits. I think I did three sets of 30 second body weight wall sits, piece of cake. I did some walking lunges, again, body weight, did forward and backward walking lunges. I did some glute bridges for tempo. So I laid on the floor on my back and put my heels on top of a 16 inch soft plyo box, engaged my glutes, lift my hips. I did, I think three sets of 10 with a two, two, two tempo. So two seconds to lift up, two seconds pause at the top, two seconds to lower back down. And then I did some single leg adductor quarter squat ISOs. So I had a band tied around a bar that was about hip height. I was perpendicular to the bar and stood on my inside leg, had that band wrapped around close to my groin area and just kind of shifted my hips back, got into almost like a slight RDL or a quarter squat and just held it for 15 seconds on each side, did that two or three times. So 
very light, very easy, nothing strenuous, but just enough to kind of get blood flowing and engaging some muscles that I hadn't really worked in about two weeks. So I am trying to keep it easy. I am trying to listen to doctor's orders. It is just weird. It's like hour bursts of ups and downs. I feel like I've done well the past couple days, other than like the two moments or where I was like, oh my God, can't move it. Like Sunday morning, got to the gym and went to lift my arm out of the sling to type. And I was like, oh crap, can't move it like this today. Have had no issues with this movement and lifting my arm up for like three days. And now I'm kind of back to where I have to lift my hand to the keyboard that I can type no issue. And then I'll lift it back to the sling. So rotating internally and externally with my wrist, that's been really irritated, but again, it's feeling better today. So it's like, I moved forward, took a few steps back, and it's that pain is like a quick reminder of like, hey, you're not ready for this yet. Like, new level, new devil. You can do more than you could three, four, five days ago, but you're still not ready to push it as far as you would like to. So, pain is a good reminder sometimes of like where your limits are. So, it'll get better. I've probably been taking Advil two to three times a day, like every six to eight hours, just I think 200 milligrams, and then my Soul CBD supplements about twice a day. Sleep, been able to sleep, not really too much issue. I've been able to fall asleep, I mean, once or twice since those first couple days. I've been able, for the most part, I've been able to sleep through the night. There's been a few nights where the pain has been bad enough that like it just feels like it's burning for hours. And so it's just uncomfortable. Um, but I guess that's just part of it. And uh, I'll tell you, when you're used to being very high energy and moving a lot and just getting a lot of tasks done, to have that pain remind you that you're not ready for it yet. Mentally you're ready and physically you can't. You It kind of just takes you a minute or two or, or 20 or 30 to sit still and go, well, shoot. Okay, take a deep breath. How am I supposed to readjust? Not, I can't readjust, but like, okay, what was the task I was gonna do? How do I need to rethink completing this task? If I was gonna type it, can I now like do a dictation or can I, delegate to somebody or like how you know do I need to type this or text it versus typing because I can use my left hand versus needing two hands and so it's been a big adjustment to recognize that I have to slow down a little bit and I cannot get done maybe the 20 tasks tasks in a day I would usually want to get done maybe I can only get done 10 and that still has to be okay so resetting my expectations when physically I'm reminded that I'm not ready to do something yet has been a big challenge, but that's okay. I have an awesome team. My family's been awesome and, and nobody has pushed me to do more. It has just, you know, we, we go through tasks and to-do lists and things we'd like to get done, but there's been no stress if I've got, not been able to get done the thing that I've wanted to get done. It just has gotten pushed to the next day and that's all there is to it. And I kind of look at it as, you know, I'm doing more today than I did last week or yesterday. And every day is just gonna get a tiny bit better. Last week, I got to work every day, but I was only in for a couple hours each day and I wasn't, you know, driving myself. Now I'm bringing myself on back roads to and from the gym and I'm there for eight to 10 hours a day roughly. I'm not as busy as I usually am, but I'm there. So I'm kind of able to just handle some more administrative stuff. I can do some coaching and training, but I'm just queuing and discussing and walking people through how to make adjustments and changes. I'm not doing any lifting. I mean, not even with my left hand. I didn't even pick up a two and a half or a five pound weight for clients yesterday. I was very proud of myself because I know 
I'll get overzealous and then I'll be like, oh, I can lift a 15 or a 20 and oh, well, I did that. I may as well lift the 25. No, I'm not touching it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. So I am proud of myself for backing off in that way. Um, yeah, overall, I'm really pleased with my progress. Of course, it, I feel like it depends on the day and the hour and who asks me how I'm doing. It's definitely got its ups and downs. I feel like there's a few steps forward, one or two steps back, but overall, I'm happy with the progress. I would like it to go faster because that's just my personality. I'm, re I'm ready to go, but um, what can you do? I want it to heal properly and I want to be able to do the things that I want to do long-term. So I'm listening to doctor's orders and taking it slow and having people around me who have been through similar surgeries has helped because they know what I'm going through. So that is where I'm at right now. So we're about two weeks post-surgery. I will do another update in a couple of weeks and let y'all know kind of, I, I should have, I have to have the sling on roughly for another three, two and a half to three weeks. So four weeks total. So I'm looking forward to the shift that takes place once the sling is off more often than not and adding in a few workouts and then adjusting PT right now or twice a week and once the sling comes off and it becomes more than just the PT doing you know manual manipulation we'll go to three times a week and add in some light resistance and exercises so I'm looking forward to the progress but taking it slowly and surely and that all being said we're gonna have Scott pop on here something that I have noticed oh, I'm about to sneeze Something that I have noticed is a focus on my posture. I feel like I've been in a chair or on the couch or like sleeping at an incline. So I feel like I'm in this shoulders rounded forward position and my posture is not where I would like it to be. And I, I focus heavily on my posture. And I mentioned that during a PT session and Scott said, yeah, like I wish more people would focus on their posture post injury, post you know, surgery because it is really important. So I want to dive a little deeper into that and I'm going to bring him on this podcast to touch on why that's important and what you can do maybe immediate or before surgery, immediately post-surgery outside of PT sessions. Like how can we, how do we need to relook at our posture in terms of rehabilitation, not just for surgery, but for daily life as well. But I think that's really important. And that's something that gets overlooked because we want to get back to our daily tasks and our daily workouts and stuff like that. But if we don't fix that posture first, then again, we're going to get stronger in a position that's putting us at a disadvantage for life and probably put us in a painful position moving forward. So I'm excited to have him come talk about that. It is going to be fun. Is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. If you're already listening to episode 220, then you know we have just, we're just going to add this in. Yeah. I've, I've given them already a brief rundown of what the last two weeks has been like for me. Okay. And I compared it to what my expectations were like before surgery. They have been different. <laughs> Uh, so lots of ups and downs, but I've got Scott LeBlanc here with me. He is my business partner and a physical therapist and a trainer, and he does all the things and he's, he's going to fix me. So this is not so much pressure, right? No, no pressure at all. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. Well, during one of our physical therapy sessions last week, we got to talking a little bit about posture and I noticed that I felt like I was really being pulled forward in this rounded shoulders forward position. And you made a comment about kind of wishing that more people would focus on posture first before, I guess, regaining strength. And they're just, maybe their focuses are on other things when sure. it should be on posture. So that caught my attention and I wanted to dive a little deeper into that, why that's important, what people can do maybe before surgery, 
even if they're not having surgery and then post-surgery to make sure that their focus is on posture and not making their posture worse post-surgery. Right. Yeah. Let it roll. Let it roll. Let it roll. All right, here we go. So <laughs> posture. Yeah. So, I mean, before, before any type of surgery, obviously the world has bad posture right now. Everything that we do is in front of us. What we're doing right now, right? I'm leaning forward. You're leaning <laughs> forward. Um, you're driving. You're on the computer. You're on your phone. So we're constantly in this state of, of kind of rounded shoulders and leaning forward. Um, and it just carries over into our day-to-day type of activities. And so, yes, posture is a, a big deal. Um, is there, you know, any quick fix for it? No, unfortunately there's not, but if you become more aware of it and you pay attention to it and throughout the day, you remind yourself to, to open up your shoulders, open up your chest, you know, rely on some of those posterior muscles that you have, then, um, you know, you can make a change and, and things can get better. I mean, a I've lot been of doing people, my scapular retractions yeah, in yeah, the shower, right. It's not going very far. Right. It doesn't go very far, but we're moving it. And unfortunately, when you have a, a shoulder surgery, the position that they put you in to allow for the proper healing is not a, a good postural position. No. Um, but it's, it's, they do that so that the humeral head sits inside of that, that socket appropriately so that everything can heal up. It's in what they call a closed pack position. So, um, it's just something that you have to combat as much as you can. I will. Yes, we will do it together. <laughs> um, okay, so in general, it's a problem for like, you know, the world, right. Right? right? So what are some simple exercises that we can do? We've mentioned scapular retractions, meaning think about pinching your shoulder blades back in together, you know, a couple sets of 10 throughout the day. Right. It doesn't have to be during your workout. I do them in the car, in the shower, like... Yeah. What else? Yeah. What are some simple things that people can maybe habit stack with things that they've already got going on? Right. So one one good one that we always talk about is like even a, a chin tuck, you know, so retracting your 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 chin, making a double chin, essentially a really good way to do this. When you're driving, you have that great headrest that your head never touches. Right. <laughs> and so that's a good cue for you to pull back and, and retract your, your cervical spine to where you're hitting that, that headrest. Um, and I've heard several PTs over my training, over my career that have, have cued people in on that one. And they even do it themselves. You may get some funny looks as you're driving around if you got a stoplight, but, (laughs) um, it's an easy time to do that. You know, you have nothing else to do. So why not make some, some good time of it? Um, you know, what I always tell people is, is, think about the opposite movements of, of our posture of what you're in all day. Right. So if you're here, we just need to make sure we're, we're getting a little bit more upright, make sure you have a good lumbar support. So put a pillow or, or a lumbar roll um, in your chair at work that automatically cues you in to sit up a little taller. Um, you know, there's certain stretches that we can talk about a corner stretch or like a little doorway stretch just to open up your, your chest a little bit more and, and get your pecs stretched out. So those are, are some ways that you can really, um, you know, easy ways to start opening up the chest a little bit more. Foam rollers, put the, the foam roller, you know, long ways on your spine and just lay on it and oh, let, let those shoulders just kind of fall back. Obviously, make sure you have some type of neck support when you're doing it, but that puts you in that opposite posture than what you're used to all day. I like it. Yeah, I like it. So what are the negative repercussions of not focusing on 
posture yeah. long term? And is yeah. it is it worsened post surgery? Sure. I mean, post surgery, you know, your muscles are shutting down because they they aren't moving, they're atrophying, you know, you're told not to move. And so you have issues maintaining posture simply because you don't have your strength. Um, I've had a lot of patients over the years tell me they're, they're so scared of getting a, a hunchback or, or, you know, or getting so rounded like this, maybe their grandmother is that way. And so they've seen it before and they don't want it to happen to them. So there's one thing, you know, you could, you could really get that forward head posture where you're, you're poking out looking like a turtle almost. Um, and then there's that increased kind of, upper thoracic, what they call kyphosis, or just being, um, for lack of a better term, more hunchback. So, you know, posture wise, that can cause issues. You can also start having neck issues, um, headaches, start having, you know, closing down of your cervical spine that will start affecting your upper extremities too, because of nerve issues. So posture is a, a big, it's a big deal. And I don't think we pay enough attention to it. In terms of helping our audience bring this to the attention of maybe their healthcare provider, I mean, would I, I haven't I haven't looked at the sheet that I gave you from the doctor for my post surgery mm-hmm. like physical therapy care? It are there postural movement patterns and exercises that are like default in post surgery physical therapy programs, or is this something that you? find that you have to bring to the attention of most of your clients? Um, I think they're in there. I think that, you know, and I'll, I can, I'm guilty of it myself. You're so excited to start getting that person moving, Mm -hmm. um, to get their shoulder moving or whatever it is that you're working on that, you know, if, if you don't take the time to restore that posture or at least cue them in on how that posture is supposed to be, then the movements that you're trying to gain back around that area may not be as, you know, great of quality as they could be because you're lacking that posture. Um, And certainly like with scapular mobility, huge, huge deal, especially after a shoulder surgery. So um, yeah, they're in there. Do we, do we focus on it as much as we should? Probably not. Um, do we get too excited about getting the, the real deal, getting everything moving? Um, yeah, I think so. Because in the grand scheme of things, that's what the patient wants to see. That's what the provider wants to see. Um, but I think that if you address the posture, you'll have better outcomes in the, in the end. So. Yeah. I think that's something that helps me stay on top of my health and fitness is looking at long-term down the road. What's going to happen if I don't take care of myself today, tomorrow, this week, next week, next month, you know, this whole year. And so if I could just encourage everybody listening or watching to take the time now to do what's going to help you later on, that's something that even us as fitness and health professionals, Mm -hmm. we we live in the gym, but we still have to provide Mm -hmm. ourselves with a focus. And I know that I have to practice what I preach. I can't just talk about it. I have to tell my clients about it. And then I need them to also see me doing it. Um, So find some sort of external motivation, which might be thinking about maybe what's happened to other family members. What do you see that's happening to other people that you know, or that you're related to that have had some sort of a surgery or some sort of a health condition that they're working through? That's not to say rely on, Hey, it's genetics. There's nothing I can do about it. That's false. Absolutely false. There's always something you can do. So I'll definitely encourage you guys to just take a step back, 
go a little bit slower, work on your patience. Yes, I'm speaking to myself every day. <laughs> and, uh, and hopefully a little bit of postural restoration will help you in your recovery process or help you to maybe not have to have as much of a recovery process as you would have. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I agree with all that. Yeah. Awesome. All right, what are we working on today? We're working on getting the shoulder moving and posture. And posture. Posture. I'm going to take some Advil and let you do the work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. That is going to round us out for today. We will catch you guys in the next episode. And make sure if you do want to be aware of our podcast episodes going out, I want you to text the word podcast to this number. Oh, I have it saved in my phone. Ah, it's 318 text ah 318 hang on the no scheduling number scheduling number here we go 833-318 nope that's not it 833-432-2161 text the word podcast to that number and you will be added to our text messaging list and be notified every time we put out a new episode if you have episode requests you can also text that number your episode requests and we can make more videos and podcast episodes. So until next time, have Other a good that, one. Thank you guys so much Bye. for watching, for listening. Um, this is going to be a lot of fun to kind of carry on with this journey. If you have questions about surgery or workouts or what you can or can't or should or shouldn't do, uh, I can give you my experience and bring on other professionals to talk about what their recommendations would be if you were their patient or client. Um, but let me know what your thoughts are and we'll touch base in the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. I love that you set aside a few minutes to focus on you today. If you could take one moment to share this episode with someone you know would benefit from today's message, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be incredibly grateful. Now, if you want more, head to the link in our show description to join our email list and receive weekly fitness and nutrition tips, tricks, and thoughts to empower your day. Until next time, be empowered to take that next step on your fitness journey. Bye for now.